morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Happy New Year. Yeah, we are firmly in the new year now. Today is the third of, is it the third? Yes, third of January 2022. Wow. It's amazing. Um, anyways, I hope the year has started off, got off to a good start for you. And, um, and you know, the other day I was thinking about how we talk about the new year and I was like, okay, does it really make sense you know really why do we make such a big fuss about the start of a new year and you know i was just having this sort of like conversation in my head and then i thought to myself i said actually it's important to measure time because whether we realize it or not our life is actually given in measures of time and for instance if you have a baby or you're pregnant or expecting a baby you know that you have to plan for when that baby is going to come in nine months that baby is going to be here baby will need to be fed baby is going to go the things you're going to have to do three months after the baby is born a year after the baby is born you know immunizations vaccinations baby is going to need different set of clothes when you know they're just certain things i think when you look at the life of a child the importance of time becomes very you know very very you can you can explain it It, it's easier to understand as opposed to when we're adults i think also the you know in our much later years perhaps when we age you can see but i think childhood the first five to seven years of a child's life really really shows you how important a year is in fact i'll say the first 14 years really because once you see again when you see a child when it's seven when they're seven eight nine ten eleven you know the growth bursts and things like that so the same thing with farming you know everything that grows it just really shows us you know that time is actually real that it actually comes in a measure it's just that it's not something we can see you know so there is no shop you go to where you say okay you can buy time you know if there was i'm sure most people just like the vaccines the richest nations of the world will have bought off all the time and the rest of us will have no time to to live on and then they will give us time capsules with expiry dates of like two months and say okay add two months to your life thank god that god didn't make time a physical thing that can be bought honestly poor nations like us would have been completely ob- obliterated so this and, and thank you holy ghost for that analogy so so i realize that time is real it's tangible it exists it's as real as buckets of water but it's intangible because we cannot see it but despite the fact that we cannot see it we see the impact that it has on how things grow how situations change over over time and you know i think the great mystery of life is that we don't really know how much time we have as individuals so a lot of what we do we do it without really with the assumption that we have a lot of time or very little time depending on you know we work within the windows of time that the world puts on us or gives or makes available to us so for instance i want to go to university i have to apply a certain time in the year so that i can get in at a certain time in the year graduate at a certain time you know in 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 the next or couple of years or that sort of thing so we work based on the timelines that the natural world or our environment places on us but then there's a timeline that the creator god has put upon our lives unfortunately that is a factor x that none of us know about but either way we have it, it, it you know everybody has measures of time given to them and i think the reason a, a lot of our confusion and a lot of the sorrow that we feel when people pass on or loved ones people you know tend to die earlier than we would have expected or you know younger than we would have liked 
is because we 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 don't nobody really knows whether if this thing hadn't happened would this person have lived longer we assume we assume that everybody should live to old age and i didn't actually mean to start this musing on this note but i think this is just where the conversation is going so i'm just going to go with the flow but so we assume that um everybody has 120 years or 70 or 80 years or 90 100 years but not all of us have that clearly we see that of course in the way life is on everything not everybody will get married not everybody will have children not everybody will be tall not everybody will be slim you know we all have not everybody will be of, of one race we all just have everything is really personalized and it's different and it's diverse so we all have different measures of time whether it's possible for people to elongate those measures measures prolong it or shorten it we don't know how it really works out in the spiritual realm we really don't know but we just know that for some reason some people live very long you know apart from the fact that they live healthily and all that they, they don't have disasters don't happen to them and you know they're just never in the wrong place at the wrong time and they live long for some reason some other people don't so we don't know the bible talks about the parable of the rich fool and it talks about the man who had you know laid up a lot of treasures and he now said to himself you know now that i have all of these bands full of all this wheat i have laid up enough for my soul and that you know i'm going to live well in old age so really this man may not have been that old probably was in his middle age probably about 50s or so by the time he'd worked and gotten all of that money and then the lord now said to him thou fool this night shall be your soul be required of thee that means his measure of time had run out and for all intents and purposes the man wasn't ill you know so they that whole in fact maybe we should read I, I think i need to read that parable of the rich fool again because the circumstances of that this your soul is required of this so who required the soul of him you know how how was that determined i nobody the bible doesn't tell us we don't know we don't know so his soul was required of him and then he said who who all these things you have laid up for yourself who, who is it going to belong to so i think this is one of the guidance that the apostles gave to the um, to the early church then saying that knowing that this life is just a temporary passageway to a an immortal life we need to live with that consciousness that life does not begin and end here and i'm, I'm very correct life doesn't begin here even though it sounds it, it, it actually looks like it does but then the fact that you and i were in somebody's womb before we came out shows that you know and then you know we're little bits of sperm and egg you know clearly there's something that happens before all of those things happen so it doesn't start here just that we have no consciousness or recollection of what happened before we we were born and we, we, we became conscious of mind but it doesn't mean that the conversations about us started when we were born clearly not we also see in scripture where the bible talks about that says before i formed you in your mother's womb i knew you i had foreknown you i had predestinated you so we do see that there are conversations about you and i about nations about peoples about individuals before they are born that's why you have prophecies you know conversations and prophecies about many great people abraham isaac many people like that before they actually came to be so it doesn't life doesn't start here it also does not end in this physical earth so generally i think every christian and anybody who has sought god or sought to understand you know the existence of a higher being and creator has understood this on some level 
and is on a journey to find the meaning of life and you know why we are all here and you know and i think that's what led at least if i speak for myself that i think that's what led me to, to god really early i just felt that there has to be more to life than this people are cannot just be you know we're all intelligent have this universe that has been gifted to us just for us to spawn and just wake up work and die you know i, I just felt that <laughs> this doesn't make sense you know so i tried to find meanings in the bible and 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 as as i began to seek god god started explaining things to me and um i i continue to be attracted to people and situations people who are who have that similar fascination with wanting to understand you know how we all got here and using the bible as a a a means to understand that And, and i choose to believe the bible because the bible has proven to be resilient for me in terms of what it has been able to help me understand it makes sense with a lot of stuff that i see even the hatred that the world has for women i can link it to genesis you know the hatred that the world has for black people i can also link it to the bible because it does appear that the garden of eden happened to be somewhere around where people of color were you know this you know there's a lot of things that the misogyny that we find in the world the fact that the world you know you have to work so hard to get things the fact that you know the, the things are wired to favor those who are corrupt and are evil you know everything that happened that happens in today's world really the story in the garden of eden sounds just about correct <laughs> from my perspective it you know, it, 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 it makes sense to me it makes sense the hatred that the world has for israel the anti-semitism you know just hating them for no reason okay you can say palestine but then you guys don't like every every other person in the middle east so why do you single out palestine whereas you really couldn't care less about the rest of the middle east so it's not really about palestine it's about israel you know what i'm saying so you know uh, and that's not to say that i'm supporting you know anything but i'm just like there's a special uncontrolled hatred for israel that that, you know that that i see so a lot of things that i see in the modern world today it, the Bible is actually quite a very solid historical document for explaining many of those things. So, and in my personal life, the accounts that the Bible gives about God and who He is, it's it's also you know it's 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 adding up. It's it's you know it's adding up. And the things that the counsel that the Bible gives me and that His Holy Spirit gives me, based on Scripture and based on what He says to me, it's it all comes together for me. So this is my own personal story, you know, and I can't. I can't speak for anyone else and i've also been in i've also met other people who it has had meaning for as well i i find the, the I, i'm really fascinated with the bible i think it's it's one, i think it's the most powerful book that has ever graced the face of the earth and i think it just it's full of all kinds of stories you could like millions and millions and millions of stories and life experiences and truths that um i think for the rest of my life both in this world and in the next i'm just going to be pouring through the verses of this bible just to understand things a bit more so today um i just want to talk about and i've almost used all my whole time just talking <laughs> in the air but i'm the title of today's um, episode is about you know when god says or jesus says i am with you always and you know the lord repeated this to me like i said he's i've said previously i'm having this one verse moments with him where he just you know drops a verse in me to me and it just makes so much sense and it just helps me in ways that i could not have imagined and he's, he keeps telling me shall i'm with you even until the end of the world i mean jesus talked about this when he was leaving in if you read the book of matthew chapter 28 i think it was at verse 20 he then says um let me read that 
so just before he ascended to heaven he said to disciples then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey all that i have commanded you and surely i am with you always even until the end of the age so this was a promise that god made to his i mean jesus made to his disciples particularly the disciples that are going and making disciples of all nations and he said we should go and baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and we should teach them to obey all that he has commanded us so i actually want to talk about the fact that jesus says i am with you always but i'm beginning to pick unpack some other things from this verse this is matthew 28 18 to 20 and seeing that there's a mandate of christ if i look at this verse alone there are a lot of things that Jesus has told us here. He's told us all authority is given unto him in heaven and in earth. He's asking us to go in that authority. And we are to go to all nations, all nations of the earth, all. And we should. the aim is to make disciples. In other words, people who will follow Christ, people who will serve Christ, people who will worship God in spirit and in truth. And we'll baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So the whole Trinity experience faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, washed by the blood of the Lamb, receiving the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. But he now talks about the fact that we need to continue to teach these people. Everyone that receives Christ, we need to teach ourselves to obey all that Christ has commanded us. So the mandate is not to just go to spray and pray upon people, it's to make people disciples of God, of Christ obeying the lord's commandments willfully not of compulsion not through manipulation not by threats not by force but willful submission to the word of god willful acceptance willful embrace willful service willful voluntary service voluntary worship and then he promises us that he will be with us always even to the end of the age so end of the age is when the measures of time of this entire earth have been fulfilled and now i understand why god made me have this conversation about measures of time because the fact is that this earth has a measure of time allocated to it this current age that we are living in this age of night and day you know the way we see it it has a measure of time but it's only god that knows what that measure of time is within that universal measure of time we then have measures of time for nations measures of times for people for tribes for languages for tongues for families for com- for communities for families and then for people and all of us fit into that big picture somehow but the measure of time for the age also exists and the promise of god says he will be with his disciples with us even until the end of the age so what he's saying is that disciples of all nations in all generations within this age should never have to worry or be concerned or be afraid or doubt whether the spirit of christ is with them it is important that he said this because if not many people would have been able to deceive us into thinking that jesus is no longer here or it was only gifted to the apostles or it was only for the early church or it was only for the period you know before during the roman empire or you know but when he says until the end of the age we are still very much in the age we are still very much in this human age so we know that christ is here the spirit of christ is here and for me i the lord was saying this to me to to 
encouragement that regardless of how I feel or when things happen to me, I should realize that I am not alone, I am not forsaken, neither am I forgotten. He said that to me, not forsaken, not alone, not forsaken, not forgotten. So the enemy is always there to create situations that make it look like I am alone, make it look like I am forsaken, make it look like I am forgotten. But that is not true. It is, it is not true. The promise of God, the promise of Jesus to his disciples of all nations in every age, in all measures of time, is that he will be with us always 24-7 emergency response, helpline, um, spirit-filled presence, operating system availability. <laughs> oh Lord, I love this modern language. He's, that's what he's promised to us. The operating system, the Jesus Christ operating system OS, is fully functional, available, zero downtime for every Christian that is plugged in and logged on. The system will not crash. It's going to be available for us till the end of the age. And that's a promise I think that we should we should hold there. I need to hold that there. I need to remind myself of that because sometimes the road may be rough. The, the, the waters may be choppy. The winds may be raging. The waves may be threatening. The clouds may be dark. The seas, the turmoil may be great. But it's important for me at those moments to remember that I am not alone. I am not forsaken. I am not forgotten. God is with me. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.